folks, and welcome to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name's Rob, and my co-host is Lockie. Hello, everyone. My name is Lockie. So last week, we talked about the earliest days of footy and the fact that there was no real uniformity to the uniforms. Today, we move to the 1870s, and we'll take that up to about the 1900s and the advent of the uniforms. So what happened in the early 1870s, Rob? So back in, well, in the 18, it's 1873, uh, the clubs got together. And back in those days, there was no AFL, VFL. There was no VFA. Uh, they, the clubs had a meeting and decided, you know, what things they were going to adopt. And they decided that they were going to bring in uniforms. Everyone was going to wear knickerbockers, which we talked about last week. Uh, everyone was going to wear long socks and everyone was going to wear a Guernsey. And so, yeah, of different, well, as much as possible of different uh, colours and variations. So you say um, a Guernsey here. I don't believe we brought that up in the last episode. So what is a Guernsey? Guernsey. Sort of, yeah. Yes. What is the okay, so to this topic? <laughs> so Guernsey is an island in the Channel Islands or one of the Channel Islands. Uh, they have a particular way of knitting jumpers, and that is that it's a looser knit, uh, heavier weight. And so a lot of people had Guernseys because they were, you know, the sort of thing that you would wear outdoors. Uh, traditionally, a Guernsey is navy blue, and the reason for that is that when you dye the wool, it doesn't strip the lanolin out of the wool and that, that then means that they retain some level of um, waterproofness. Yeah, the <laughs> waterproofing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, – that, so, and then that's not to say that the jumpers were necessarily from Guernsey. It just means that particular style or way of knitting a jumper. Right. So we're talking kind of like the champagne and sparkling white wine here. <laughs> Well, yes, um, in that, in that, yeah, you can't call sparkling white wine, you can't call it champagne, but that's only because the people in Champagne complained. Yeah. And so the people in Guernsey seem to be okay with other people knitting jumpers in the same style as them and still calling it a Guernsey. So, you know, good on the people of Guernsey. And this was all facilitated, obviously, because they were an English colony there as well, right? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, realistically, almost everything that was in the colony came from England. Um, yeah, apart from the things that you would then make. Uh, but, you know, as an example, uh, the British Navy, all like all of the sailors had a Guernsey. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so it, how was, a, it was a thing. The Guernsey that, different from the Jersey? Okay, so Jersey's, well, Jersey is another Channel Island they have a different style or a different way of knitting jumpers. Uh, there's a couple of differences. Firstly, they're more likely to be machine knitted, a jersey that is, and that makes them a lot tighter and that lot makes them uh, lighter weight. And so a jersey is going to be a lighter weight, tighter knit woolen jumper compared to a Guernsey, which was a looser knit, heavier weight woolen jumper. Oh, gee, that is confusing. There's many tongue twisters inside that. <laughs> well, 
gotten used to explaining it over the years. <laughs> so now we've got Guernseys, we sort of established what those are. Um, what did that bring to the overall footy jumpers? So, well, there weren't all that many options uh, as in terms of designs. Uh, the way knitting worked, you could really only make, they called it, well, there was plain, which is obvious, um, a plain jumper, like blue. Uh, and then the other option was to do them in stripes. Now, stripes, because of the way the knitting worked, would be what we today call hoops. And so, uh, you know, because they, they knit them down, and so you'd change the colour of the wool over and then change the colour of the wool over as it moved down the, the jumper. Uh, so, yeah, you've basic... And then because of the the dyes, which we talked about last week, red and blue were really it in Australia. Uh, so the jumpers you could get were blue, blue and white, or red and white. And then it's it's very rare, but there are occasionally you'll get some... And realistically, St Kilda is the only one that's still going around. Um, they were they had red and black stripes. Uh, there was an original Hawthorne club, not the same Hawthorne that's Hawthorne today, and they were listed as light blue and white. And you know, and there's even a club, um, Mount Jeffcott, which were red, white, and puce, which is a sort of like a dark red, purpley colour. Although chances are that may have been a, a canvas lace-up jumper, um, but yeah, and then the other thing you could do with those jumpers is you could add a sash to it. So obviously Essendon put a sash on their navy blue jumper. Uh, they had a red sash. Uh, South Melbourne, as an example, used to wear blue and white uh, stripes, and they put a red sash on their jumpers. And then occasionally, clubs that had a red and white stripe jumper. Well, they might not have put a sash on it until they played someone else in a red and white striped jumper, and then you've got, you know, a blue sash or a red sash, something similar. Right. So that was like wearing bibs for school sports back in the day. Pretty much. It's probably where they got the idea from. Yeah. 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 School sports has a lot to give <laughs> footy. So in that in that time you had like mentions in Kilda, what were like the other teams going around at the time then? Like I imagine, the, I don't know, was it, how many teams were there at the time? Were they sort of getting? Well, yeah, yeah. Involved? So well, and that's another thing that that um, impacts the the footy jumpers. So in eighteen seventy four, there was forty five teams in Melbourne. So you know, footy's just blown up. Um, now, eight of those are senior teams, and they're some of the teams that still go around today. Um, you know, we'll, we'll list them off in a sec. But uh, by 1879, half of them are gone. And so footy wasn't ne- footy club wasn't necessarily the sort of thing that you wanted to... And, oh, and the other thing was cl- players could play for two or three clubs. Actually, uh, by the end of 1879, it was only... You can only play for two clubs. But, you know, back in those days, you could play for multiple clubs throughout a season. So you didn't really want to go buying a blue jumper for one team and a blue and white jumper for another team and a red and white jumper for another team. Um, 
so and you you just wanted to make it as basic as possible and you know do everything on an entry level uh so like some of the 1874 teams you've well there's there's school teams so like uh, melbourne grammar scotch and wesley uh you've got about six teams in geelong six teams in ballarat so yeah they're they're sort of starting to grow and then you know, you've got your melbourne carlton uh st kilda those mm. sorts of clubs and then by 1879 as i say half of them are gone but you've got hotham which is north melbourne now north melbourne started in the 1860s and then they tried to merge with albert park that only lasted a year they tried to merge with um actually they they dissolved that merger and then called themselves hotham because that was the new name for the for north melbourne we eventually moved back to north melbourne um yeah carlton melbourne essendon st kilda south melbourne west melbourne and Albert Park was their own club back in those days. And St Kilda had sort of taken over the South Yarra players, effectively. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then, well, 1879, uh, you had 10 schools. One of those was the university. So university who ended up in the VFL uh, were going around in 1879. You had uh, Carlton College, which eventually merged with well eventually they moved to different so they moved out of Carlton so they weren't called Carlton anymore they merged to they, they merged with St Thomas's and became Essendon Grammar and that's Pegs which goes around today mm. so some of these you know some of these schools about Q High School had a footy team yeah, back in wow. 1879 wow uh, so yeah so, so what were, what were it's these crazy guys were these guys getting the Guernsey oh, shipped across. Nah. No, no, no. They just get a blue Guernsey with blue knickerbockers and either blue and white striped uh, socks or blue, you know, all blue socks. Um, some of them might have worn different colours on their caps. So they might have worn like a white cap. Because, um, you know, you still see um, players wearing caps in this era. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah. Generally, they're all wearing mostly the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned earlier about there was a club that wore puce, which is a great name puce. for a colour, by the way. But it is, isn't it? You stated it was um probably on canvas there. Like, what do you mean? They yes, wore right. canvas to play footy. Yeah, well, this is this is the beginning of the canvas lace-up jumpers. Um, and realistically, it's hard to know. This is. They're a club called Mount Jeffcott. Jeffcott is just the middle of country Victoria. Um, if, if you're interested, it's between it's near the town of Donald, I believe. Donald. Anyway, um, yeah. So they're um, most like the thing with canvas is you could either dye them or paint them in different colours. You could also sew things onto them, and unlike wool you know, it wouldn't come off. And so it allowed for a few different things. So um, for one thing, you're in a, in Melbourne particularly, but also in all these other regions that have got footy clubs like Ballarat and Bendigo, uh, Geelong, they've got a lot of canvas because people have been coming out for the gold diggings and, you know, they've been living in tents. Now, there was a whole 
region of Melbourne that they call Canvas Town, and it was basically people just living in tents because they were either getting ready, getting all of their, um, not belongings, but all of their provisions ready to go up to the gold fields. And so you've got, uh, yeah, just canvas in massive supply. And then somebody's obviously decided, well, let's uh, let's make a footy jumpers or let's make a set of footy jumpers out of this. And as I say, it can do a multiple different things. You can add what they call trimming. Trimming is generally what collar and cuffs, you know, we would call today. Uh, but then there's also uh, reinforcing. So, you know, when you get like on a business shirt, you've got that line down the middle where the buttons go. Yeah. Well, what they would do for where the laces go is they would have a leather reinforcing and then you could dye that leather a different colour to the main jumper. And so mm -hmm. it just allowed uh, a unique, you know, combination or a, a unique colour to your yeah. footy jumpers. And then the other thing they found out was that the canvas jumpers were so much tighter and it was more difficult to tackle somebody. And also they lasted longer. You know, yeah. if you're paying for your own footy jumper, yeah. um, it's better if you uh, you have a footy jumper that's going to last you five or ten years than one that's going to get wrecked as soon as you start getting tackled. Yeah, especially and if you so get them from Guernsey. <laughs> Well, a little bit like champagne. Um, they may not have actually come from Guernsey. Uh, they did have some. Uh, they they did have some manufacturing. I believe up more likely to be in Sydney. I'm not sure what Melbourne had in terms of uh, a colonial um, wool manufacturing or, mm. or jumper manufacturing facility. But um, so with yeah, I'd say Sydney probably. Jersey. So. We talk about like the, you said like the lace up too. So is this just like quite literally a piece of someone's canvas tent? They've cut it, cut out an arm and neck hole, and then they've just laced it up up the middle. Um. Well, not necessarily, but possibly. Yeah. Wow. Um. I mean, the thing is that to make an order for canvas, which is generally going to have to come from England, you're going to have you're going to place an order on a boat, it's going to go for six months to England. They're going to place that order. They're going to make that order in Northern England, most likely, um, however many months that's going to be. Then they're going to bring it back to another boat, you know, probably in Liverpool. It's going to be another six months and it's going to come out to Australia. And now you've got all this canvas. And then, and then in the meantime, Melbourne's got more money than they know what to do with because everybody's finding gold. And so they can pay people to build buildings. They can pay people to build homes and so on. And so actually we don't need all that canvas that we ordered 18 months ago. Yeah. And so what are we going to do with it? Well, we could, so it may not have actually been someone's tent. It may have been just somebody deciding, you know, I've ordered all this canvas in for my shop. Um, I've got to find something to do with it because nobody needs it for tents anymore. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it might just be that. But, but yeah, I mean, once you've got the pattern and you sew the thing together, um, yeah, you, it, it's, I mean, you are making it out of canvas. But, uh, and then they, as I say, they have all these other bits to it as well. So they'd have leather reinforcing. Um, I mean, they chafe like you don't want to know. 
and yeah, so they're, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. So, but you know, they um, but they give you a few different options, and so that's where we see you know different clubs start adding to their existing colours. So they don't really change that much from what they originally had. They just add little bits to it here and there. Right. Well, what do you mean? Do you mean from what they're wearing with like the woolen jumpers? Oh, so yeah, exactly. So like um, Carlton, for example. So Carlton were navy blue and navy blue pants and navy blue, or you know, probably blue pants, navy blue socks. And then when they start wearing the canvas jumpers, well, they um, they have like uh, these trimmings. They do them well. They actually did them in chamois, which is that you know that bit of material that you wash the car with, mm-hmm. or dry the car with. Um, so it's a you know it's nice and supple and and you know it's doesn't chafe your arms and your neck as much as just being next to the canvas wood. And then what they did was they would paint that chamois white. And so it just gives you something unique, something that looks a little bit different. And when you look at that now, you say, well, it's not just a navy blue Guernsey. That's a Carlton jumper because it's, you know, it's got all these little bits of decoration and frilliness and so on. Mm. Um, In the same way, Melbourne took their navy blue jumper and they made all of their trimmings red. And so that's where you get red collars, red cuffs. Um, the reinforcing down the middle of their jumpers was red. And so, you know, it's very different from the Carlton jumper. And prior to that, you know, they just looked exactly the same, except one had red socks and one had blue socks. Well, now one's got all this red all over their jumpers and the other's got all this white all over their jumpers. Starting to see the, uh, the colours that we see today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just this, um, what would you call it? It's like an evolution of all of the the colours. You know, they add a little bit here and they add a little bit there and each one of them uh, sort of adds to it. And But realistically, you know, of the clubs that were in the VFL uh, or formed the VFL, you know, those or even from 1925, let's add North and Footscray and Hawthorne, um, you know, all of those clubs were around in this era and their colours haven't changed. And the colours have basically been, you know, blue and white hoops, red and white hoops, or blue. And then you add something to that. And then what they do from there is they then change them. Um, you know, they, they put the stripes the other way. So North Melbourne, instead of having um, blue and white hoops, well, North Melbourne start wearing blue and white stripes. Still wear blue and white stripes, you know, on the weekend. So these, um, all these teams are sort of the early clubs. Are these all on canvas jerseys now? Uh, by the 1880s, I think the only ones that really didn't go, for the most part, that didn't go with lace-up jumpers would have been Essendon. Virtually everyone else had um, had the the canvas lace-ups by the 1880s, 1890s. You do see photos of some Essendon players, but compared to clubs like Melbourne and St Kilda and so on, uh, it's basically every player has a canvas lace-up 
at, at least in you know some eras, and then in other eras they will um, they'll move back to the uh, the woolen Guernseys, mm. and you know, well that'll be next week's episode. But um, that's sort of moving once they get into the VFL, uh, they're all still wearing canvas lace-ups, but yeah. it's probably within the next 10, 15 years and they're all wearing um, woolen guernseys again. Right. But so, then but then manufacturing had changed by then. Yeah, okay. So I was wondering just then, so who were the clubs around at the time and like just maybe if you could go like a quick overview of who was, what club was there at the time, what were they wearing, just rattle them off for us. Oh, sweet. All right, well, well, I'll, I'll go with the ones that people know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, West, just, just the there was just West Melbourne. Know. There was, you know, Albert yeah, Park. Nah, just the ones we know. We don't know um, Melbourne, Melbourne wore blue jumpers, and then their reinforcing was red. Geelong, funnily enough, wore blue and white hoops. And I think that's another thing too is that clubs tended to uh, clubs that were the oldest they got to keep their colours, and clubs that were newer. They were the ones that were supposed to be making, you know, avoiding the clash, we would call it today. Uh, so, yeah, so Geelong have worn blue and white hoops since 1876 and don't look like they're going to change. Um, South Melbourne, they were originally blue and white hoops. They merged with Albert Park and Albert Park, although they're called Albert Park, uh, they used to play at a ground which is about where Crown Casino is now, and it used to flood all the time. And so they wanted to get off that ground. Cut a long story short, South Melbourne got their colours, which were the red and white um, hoops, and they dropped the blue and white, which was their original colours, and then they you know, played at the Lake Oval in South Melbourne, and that's been um, their colours. And so that's South Melbourne. Carlton, we mentioned... Uh, oh, Fitzroy is one of the only ones. Now, they started a little bit later than everybody else. Fitzroy, which is now Brisbane's colours, they started in lace-up jumpers and they had the um, they had maroon. So that's a, the classic case of you could do something with the lace-ups that you probably couldn't do with the woolen jumpers. And so maroon was a, well, it's the, unique sort of colour. Apart from black, blue, red and white, maroon is really the only other colour that anybody's got. Um, then you've got Footscray. Now, Footscray started in blue and white hoops and then they used to wear red caps as well. And then eventually they put, well, when they went to the um, lace-up jumpers, they made a jumper red, white and blue stripes. And so... You know, again, another thing that canvas jumpers opened up the opportunity to put the extra colours in there. Mm. Now, Richmond, they used to wear blue jumpers and they had a black and yellow, like, ribbon um, sash. And so that was what they wore the first year or two. And then, um, then they started, when they got the canvas jumpers, that's when they started wearing uh, black and yellow stripes. And then eventually they moved back. They had various designs, black and yellow hoops, black and yellow stripes, and they went um, different ones through that era. The black and yellow hoops was when they went back to the 
woolen guernseys. Mm. Uh, but yeah, black and yellow stripes was their colours for quite a while. Mm. Um, Essendon was uh, well blue. They they just had blue jumpers. They wore red sashes with their blue jumpers, and that was probably right up until about the eighteen nineties. And around the eighteen nineties, I think they moved grounds. They moved. Um, what else did they do? They, well, they they had a, a few different things, and one of that's where the name the same olds came from, is because the crowd used to sing "We're the same old Essendon," and that's because they changed their jumpers, changed their field, changed a few different things, mm-hmm. but the crowd are still yelling out "We're the same old Essendon," and so that was so it wasn't until the eighteen nineties that they actually had a black jumper with a red sash. Right, and then the other one, um, the other existing club that from that era is Collingwood, and apparently what happened was, uh, just before they started the club, they there was a guy that went over, um, and he was watching a South Australian state game, and South Australia's state colours were black and white stripes, which was after the. What's it called? The Shriking, the Shrike, Piping Shrike. There you go. So the Piping Shrike is the bird of South Australia. That's what's on their flag. And so the black and white stripes was what they were wearing. And then this fella came over and he apparently got everybody to agree that black and white stripes would be a good um, good design for Collingwood. And realistically it was because no one else was wearing that no one else was wearing black um the only other club left would be hawthorne and hawthorne didn't exist yet yeah uh, hawthorne didn't exist until the 1900s yeah that's pretty cool i think that's yeah it's cool to get to the uh the image of starting to see these clubs taking form with the jumpers but i mean it's it's pretty crazy to think just how similar most of these are too and these are this is what the 1880s were talking here Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they they yeah, mostly they look very similar, and um, I mean, we'll get to this next week. But you know, even in the nineteen hundreds, nineteen fourteens, clubs are trying to do things to look less similar. Mm. Um, you know, like Carlton play Fitzroy; they're not that similar. One's maroon and one's navy blue. But Carlton are wearing a white sash um, as a one-off just to, you know, because it was going to be a dark, rainy day. They said, let's wear a white sash. Yeah, that's handy. Uh, yeah. So I think that that's going to bring us up to the beginning of the VFL 1897, sort of 1900. That might be a good place to finish up this week's episode. And then next week, we can jump into uh, moving back to Wollongong Guernseys, the effects of the depression on um, on uniforms, the effects of uh, war with Germany, because Germany is still is one of the largest producers of dye in the world. And we didn't do a lot of business with Germany in 1939 to 1945. I would imagine. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, but we'll yeah, get to that next week. Yeah, we'll jump yeah, there's a little teaser, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh, isn't, it? isn't it exciting? Oh, spicy. <laughs>
Yeah, talking Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, yeah, just to wrap up as well, I think make sure you jump on footyjumpers.com. We'll have, oh, yeah, there's all these like these jerseys, jerseys, uh, canvas, Guernseys, all of oh, the lace up. Well, what's a lace up jumper? Yeah, Yeah, it's neither a Guernsey or a jersey. uh, You can find on the footyjumpers.com website, you can get the mental image and look at it right there. It makes it a bit easier, yeah. Yeah. Now I've also added a um, a podcast tab, and so if you go to footyjumps.com, across the top, uh, you've got podcast, and then we've got episode one, episode two. You can listen to this podcast here, which doesn't make a great deal of sense because you're already listening to it. But also, uh, we've got a couple of pictures up there. One is Google Maps, just to show you exactly where Guernsey and Jersey are, and then some mid eighteen seventies. Uh, what do you got? St Kilda, eighteen seventies, and I've also got Melbourne from eighteen seventy nine. Just to give you an idea of what the lace up Guernseys, lace up jumpers, um, look like. And uh, I mean, I call them a Guernsey because a footy jumper is a footy Guernsey, hmm. and that's yeah, that is the correct nomenclature. <laughs> Oh, that sounds good. Well, yeah, I think until next week then. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. And uh, Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. Like and subscribe and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that a thing? Share it, no, no, it's a thing. Share it around. Share it around with share your with, mates. Share it with your mates. Good fun. Yeah, good pub talk. Better. All right, we'll All catch right you guys. Next week. See you, guys. That's it. See ya.